Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 317, and today we'll be talking about The Truth Stinks from Mau Mau, Heroes of Pure Heart. I'm GC13. And I'm David. So, I mean, they did not lie. Badger Clops is very bad at taking personal criticism. Uh, I think Mau Mau and Badger Clops just take turns at who's going to be the least self-aware and sensible. You know, they totally switch roles. Sometimes Mau Mau just goes off the deep end and Badger Clops looks like the sane one, but, you know. Badger Clops has his moments. Badger Clops can stoop low, and, and here Badger Clops has become dedicated <laughs> to uh, not taking a shower and believes that his crystals will uh, save him from ever having to take one again. But, of course, that is not the case. Uh, this was This was, you know, a fun one, which is... You know, my brilliant commentary on every Mau Mau episode, but I, I, I do like, you know, the stink cloud that follows, that follows the good old B-clops the whole way. <laughs> it's a bit much, don't you think? It's, uh, you know, I actually was thinking about the stink cloud effect the whole time because it's an interesting animation thing to have to do. Like, are we going to hand draw custom this random effect the whole time? And I'm, I'm pretty sure the route that Mau Mau went was using some form of particle effect CGI thing i i I don't know like it's kind of hard to do an an effect this complex the whole episode like i'm thinking you know oh there's like that one stinky dirty kid in uh charlie brown but they just kind of draw lines over him i I don't know how you achieve you know this effect the whole time yeah pig pen no no just the the (laughs) stinky dirty kid let's not give him a name he's the badger clops of the group it was definitely gross looking though and in advantage of the cgi's it also Sort of looked a little distorty, so anyway, you know, it really lets you smell it with your eyes. But but the opening joke for this was was fantastic because poor Kevin did not know that uh, picking <laughs> flowers in a field is a crime in the Pure Heart Valley. I'm pretty sure he wasn't the only one picking flowers there. Mama, I think, just has it out for Kevin. <laughs> the poor the poor guy he's like that good kid in class anytime he does the tiniest thing the teacher jumps on him because it's so weird to see him act up isn't kevin like 30 something years old or is he one of the kids in adorabat's classroom i think he's one of the children you never know uh, with these he's a he's a precious little boy <laughs> man it's so delightful to hear kevin try to explain himself it's just the best role for him to have to be like, no, no, I swear, sure, if I, I'm gonna... <laughs> he's just tripping over himself to, you know, explain. I just want there to be an episode where uh, they pull a Kaiser Sose for, for Kevin. Which is where he would. He gives himself an alibi and then Mama lets him go only to realize that all the details from the story were picked out of, you know, objects in the room. <laughs> I uh, would love for Kevin to secretly have that level of, you know, he's just playing dumb. But no, I that this is juxtaposed with the fact that Badger Clops, we find out, devastated an entire town that we, you know, at least colloquially had its name changed uh, just because of a bad haircut. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's that's a pretty intense flashback for Badger Clops. Like, did he actually kill the women and children, too? You know, I, that was pretty scary looking. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, he might have fully Anakin'd them, but I think the timing on that is interesting because it looks like he has both of his eyes, which means that would predate the Thicket Thieves, but he wasn't that bad a person back when he was with the Thicket Thieves, so I don't know. 
Like, the whole timeline for the Just Okay Planes is a mystery right now. I think I think we're going to need to get some deep, deep Just Okay Planes lore in upcoming episodes to really make sense of this. Now, ranking our good guys that used to be criminals, Cartoon Network group, did, did Jake the dog ever, ever, ever kill a man? I, I feel like right now this is putting Badgerclops at the top of the tier list of criminals turned good guys on Cartoon Network. I mean, technically, we, we don't know the Badgerclops ever killed any of the denizens of the plains. Uh, he might have just devastated the place. <laughs> There's a lot of fire in that flashback. That's all I'm saying. It's hard for some people to not catch on fire when they're covered in fur. That's, you know, that's all I'm throwing out there. But I mean, is is that really his fault if they can't get away from the fire? <laughs> There's a right. I mean, starting a forest fire—it's the forests being on fire fault. <laughs> yeah, like if it, it's it's not my fault. It's the fire. You know, badgers don't kill people. Fires kill people. <laughs> I think that's oh. how that. I think that's what that saying means. I love that little story about Badger Clops. And the the funny thing is that the, at least for me, when I watch the episode, the first thing I think is, oh, Mamo's, Mamo's overreacting and everything's going to get better once they finally tell Badger Clops. Then we realize that no, no, Mamo was completely, completely right to keep this from Badger Clops. Oh, absolutely. This is the total character of the show Mamo, not Mamo himself, where... It's it just so wonderfully, it's it's not, I mean, I guess it's subverting, you know, your expectations, but it's such a fun subversion. You Just in any other show, it'd be like, well, the lesson here is that Mau Mau should just be honest with Badger Clops, and they even play that route, right? Like, when Adorabatic explodes, oh, okay. <laughs> finally, at the end of the episode, <laughs> yeah, at first Badger Clops just reacts like you think was supposed to be the conclusion. Oh, okay, no big deal. But then he blows up. <laughs> And it's, uh, you know, <laughs> confirms everything bad that Mau Mau said. I like when she had the bucket full of bath bombs with the dynamite in it. And she's like, it has to be done! <laughs> the thing is, so Mau Mau stops a doorbat, even though they were trying to, like, you know, freshen up. Yeah, like, that doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. They were trying to ambush him. That dynamite would have actually, uh, hurt him, I guess, is, was the point of that? <laughs> like, it wasn't just a fun bath bomb. He could have just taken the dynamite out. I mean, it was like a literal bomb, though. I know, they could have just lit the fuses of all the bath bombs. I don't know why. Mau Mau was like, you know what? Let's just, clearly we failed enough. And we know Mau Mau, you know, is ready to give up whenever he does fail. So let's just go across, <laughs> you know, go completely yeah, across. Let's just run away from our problems. Exactly. But uh, Badger Clops is having none of that. Oh, no. He knew He knew they were jealous of his crystals. Well, they couldn't even use proper etiquette over uh, the walkie-talkies, so. Over. That, that was already painful enough. Over. <laughs> that would really help these podcast conversations flow more. <laughs> if we Good thing that. we're not on a walkie-talkie. That would be really annoying. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, what, what are the odds that they would be attacked by a large-nosed monster? Like, somebody won the lottery that day, I'm just saying. I, yeah, it's a very, I, I mean, that, that, that was a pretty straightforward monster choice, I guess, for this episode, and it helps the Badgerclops connect the lines. I love that Adorbat, after telling off Badgerclops, is also fine with telling off other people, especially knowing that, 
<laughs> she says to Mau Mau, <laughs> she's not my friend. You Nobody only likes told me cookies. You only told me that I had to protect the feelings of my friends. So I just like that, you know, Adorbat says, facts don't care about the feelings of your non-friends. <laughs> that's, you know, yeah, that's great. Adorabat, Adorabat is, uh, is a wonderfully awful child. It's also, uh, it, I, I don't know how much, so, you know, I, I don't know with Mau Mau sometimes, do they do a little bad as far as like giving a character a characterization that maybe only exists for this episode and doesn't exist for others. And I, I kind of need to pay attention to how much, you know, Badrakov just really displays just classic, you know, narcissism and <laughs> just bl- general blindness to his condition. But especially when he's even blaming the monster saying, you know, you must be jealous of my crystals saying, you know, you must be jealous of me. That's just like a classic narcissistic reaction to someone <laughs> calling you onto something. But he he does figure out that, hey, that doesn't make much sense. Right, so I mean, the fact that he overcomes it, does that mean that this type of behavior shouldn't come back in other episodes? You know, I don't know if it follows that more, like, cartoon trend of, okay, I've had this realization and I'm not going to keep acting this way. Because, I mean, yeah, Badgerclops has low moments, but I don't know if any of the moments are quite like this again, where he's making a claim about himself like this. I don't know. It's something to watch out for in future episodes, and we can we can try to link this behavior together. I mean, just just compare this Badgerclops to the Badgerclops from Ultraclops, where he's like, "Come on, dude! Nobody ever wants to, you know, just talk things out." <laughs> like you said, the characterization can be all over the place for the sake of humor, right? Like like I said at the beginning, it just feels like sometimes Mau Mau and Badgerclops swap on if they're going to be self aware and sensible. So. You know, it's fine. It's entertaining, but it's not necessarily consistent. I mean, the Ruby Pureheart is on the fritz. I will. I am totally fine with them backwards explaining it that way at any point. I'm okay with that. Betraclops has been feeling warm and not in a good way. So yeah, they can they can easily retcon all personality inconsistencies as being the Ruby Pureheart's fault. That would actually be a wild thing if they really committed to that sort of well i don't want to give spoilers for even the fairly odd parents but there was a really shocking revelation in a a very late episode of that show that recontextualized the entire show except in the fairly odd parents that doesn't mean much because there's not really much continuity that's meaningful i can't remember how many times did they meet santa for the first time in fairly odd parents (laughs) well yeah there's a lot like yeah the rules were kind of consistent sometimes but i mean there was not an overall thing but anyway okay if you're ready for you know spoilers anyone out there still worried about you know spoilers for the fairly odd parents there's an episode where it's revealed that Timmy wished the whole town uh, never aged, and it's been something like decades where everyone's <laughs> remained the same age and everything, and that's, like, actually horrifying the more you think about it, and it's horrifying in the episode. That's actually hilarious. <laughs> and so, you know, but that's great, because it actually explains a cartoon thing, and it also really makes sense for Timmy's character, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if it was a very well-executed episode. It's also been forever since I ever even watched that. Also, I'm pretty sure I watched that only after hearing about it, because I definitely wasn't actively following the Fairly Odd Parents at that point, but I was like, that's a shocking episode premise. I'm pretty sure tons of people fell off after Sparky. I, oh, we, mm, someday we could just talk about all the nightmare things that Butch Hartman tried to do, <laughs> or that Nickelodeon, you know, encouraged them to do to try to revive that series over and over, but 
you know, if Mau Mau also recontextualizes everything with something like, hey, all this erratic, crazy behavior is because of that giant crack in that giant gem. Be interesting. I would I would approve of it. Like, it, it would be pretty funny. It just has to be like as an aside from Camille. Maybe Honey can whisper in her ear and she'd be like, oh, yes, that would explain why everyone's personalities keep going weird every other day. Yeah. So, yeah, I would approve of that message. I like I like Badger Clop saying I should have used your criticism while he's using his stink as a weapon. Very, <laughs> very nice choice. Yeah. Well, it's also great because he only meant it that way. Because then he says, guys, I realized that I should have just accepted just be honest the with truth myself. about myself. Yeah, I, I should just have said that I don't enjoy taking showers. But you know what, Badgerclops, that doesn't matter. <laughs> You're going to bathe anyway. There's some opinions and truths about yourself you don't get to have. Yeah, these, these guys were willing to forcibly bathe you. Oh, I just realized. Mau Mau is a hero. He lives by the hero's code. It's probably against the hero's code to attack a sleeping foe. That's why he couldn't let Adorbat clean Badger Cups while he was asleep. Wow. I Yeah, Mau Mau does uh, stick to the rules sometimes. But yeah, uh, yeah, I guess he didn't, didn't break it in any other way this episode. Okay, so that's going to be my headcanon for why he stopped Adorbat. Not the dynamite. Not the dynamite. The fact that he was asleep. But because Badger Cups couldn't defend himself. <laughs> Although he was very well distracted by the beignets. Fantastic song, by the way. <laughs> the the beignet song. I actually totally missed the first time I saw this episode. It was only watching it this time that I realized that the lyrics, that, that there were lyrics, and that it was, you know, some dude saying beignet. And it was fantastic. But why didn't I hear that the first time? I, I don't know. The first time, first few times I watched the episode, I just, my brain interpreted it as an instrumental and I moved on with my life. but. Yeah, this time I was very, very conscious of the beignet. So it had, that's weird that it had the same effect. I don't know, I guess you're just like watching the way that Badger Cops moves, he's swaying his hips, he's just got this great dance going on. It reminds me of, you know, there's like the Jimmy Neutron dance that's like a great famous gif or even, you know, it's got a little bit of those Peter Parker dancing vibes. Uh, Ah, yes. There should be gifs of this. When I search dance on my, you know, gif keyboard. GIF keyboard for those who immediately hate me for saying GIF. It's graphical. I get it. Uh, yeah, GIF <laughs> for the Philistines. Uh, you know, this should show up. More Mau Mau. More Mau Mau GIFs. Whenever, whenever I watch an episode with my analytical hat on, I do, I do tend to notice little things like that that have eluded me in the past. And, you know, that's what I got this time. The lyrics of the <laughs> Beignet song. Yeah, what is it? We should, we need to get, uh, some our musical analysis hats on to really deeply understand what what effect this is having in our brains and why we experience the same thing. <laughs> also, though, beignets are distracting. I want a beignet, like a little powdered sugar on a little, mm, like that's so good. I don't know. After after watching Badger Clops with his first beignet, I think I'm kind of beignet out. That kind of <laughs> made it weird real quick. That was um deeply. I mean, I'm just saying that was deeply sexual. There was nothing. That was so raw <laughs> in what they uh, yeah. in what they what they were willing to put on TV there. I mean, I knew Badger Clops loved food, but I should have looked up the word for sexual attraction to food ahead of time. It would have been a helpful helpful term. <sighs> yeah. So uh, yeah, Badger Clops has problems. So Mau Mau has Tanya keys, and Badger Clops has beignets. I guess. 
Anyway, guys, that's been us on The Truth Stinks. Join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm David. Don't forget to leave us a review anywhere you listen to podcasts. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com.